Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic. It's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Aton Walls. He's the Chief Executive Officer of Adjuvant.Health and Chief Operating Officer for Allied Physician Group, a premier primary care independent physician group with over 30 locations throughout the New York metropolitan area, as well as board member of the Allied Foundation. In his professional role, ATAN is responsible for the international coordination and implementation of the Allied Strategic Organizational Vision by guiding and leading the internal teams. With over 20 years of technology and project management solution experience, over 15 within healthcare, ATAN has extensive knowledge of healthcare policies, procedures, and workflows as it relates to ambulatory care. As past president of the Centricity Healthcare User Group, He's been able to expand his reach to a larger audience through speaking engagements and executive level discussion. I'm really excited to have him on here. He also is, uh, has been a mentor and uh, advisor to early stage healthcare IT startups. And I'm excited to hear his thoughts on the area of focus that we all care about. So, Etan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. And so, did I leave anything in that intro that you want the listeners to know? I'm a husband and a father of three. How about that? Three oh, little awesome. redheads. I love them. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And my wife. Congratulations on that. So uh, we had the privilege of being at the Ted Men meeting together. Got some really great out-of-the-box insights there. What is it that got you in healthcare to begin with? You know, it, it kind of happened by accident. I was unemployed during the downturn, and I had a friend who had an EMR company who needed help with some security audit work and uh, that turned into a four and a half year gig with an EMR startup that led to the job that I'm in. But I think I was destined for healthcare my whole life. My mother is a nurse and uh, I've always believed strongly as a core value in helping people. Love it. It was inevitable. You landed where you needed to be. So now you're here, what would you say, Eitan, is, is a hot topic that needs to be on health leaders' agenda, and how are you and your organization tackling it? Here at Adjuvant with an Allied, we are always having to look around the corner because our organization is mostly is geared towards pediatric. We are facing the first tranche of parents, millennial parents, who are coming into a healthcare environment that they abandoned years ago, but they're forced to be engaged in because of their children. 
I think that's that's mm-hmm. the first thing. The second thing that I think that is on the tip of everyone's tongue is this move to quality and the move to value-based care. Within Allied and Adjuvant, because we're pediatrics, we look at the issue a little bit differently. Pediatrics is an investment in the okay. future of medicine and the investment in the future because of kids. The challenge is to be able to level set the playing field so that we are being judged not in a way that's about reduction of cost, but it's about high quality of care. And that becomes challenging at times. Yeah, definitely. I mean, taking a look at at all the efforts that have gone into making quality better, it always seems like it's just very difficult to take the cost out. But you know, when you're working with a population of pediatrics, quality is key. Give us some examples of, of how you guys are, are improving outcomes and results with your work. We try to keep it really simple, and it all starts with the well visit. The well visit is where we learn about the development of a child and, and a young adult and how they're doing in school. We can have uh, the conversation about drugs and about alcohol, about smoking, which shockingly has come back with Augusto, with with Juul and, and other vaping devices. Mm-hmm. We can provide the, the best possible access to referrals to any physician that they need. We give vaccines and vaccines are important. I just saw something yesterday that vaccines produce adults and healthy adults. And uh, we believe strongly in, in vaccinating our kids. So it all starts with a well visit. When we made a concerted effort to go out and remind our parents who are the consumer and the child is our patient, we started out with uh, calls to remind them of a well visit. Mm-hmm. We moved our numbers up from the 60 percentiles to the high 80s, even in adolescence, because we were just reminding them that it was time to schedule a visit. Now we've got a little bit smarter and we're starting to look at disease states chronic disease like asthma, that we're trying to bring people back to be able to get the follow-up care that they need. Love it. Yeah, those well visits are, are definitely critical. What's been one of the reasons you believe you've been able to improve like 20%? I think it all really goes boils down to this. We don't forget what the business is. It's, the business always boils down to the relationship between the physician and the patient. And we are an organization that in our core philosophy and our core values, respect the, the relationship and the clinical relationship with our, between our physicians and our patients. The physicians lead the organization. I advise and they decide. And that brings a lot of value to that relationship. We work in dyads between administrative uh, staff and executives and physician leaders so that we're bringing all the tools, all the information as an analytically driven organization so that people can make the right decision for their business. And it is a business at the end of the day. Unfortunately, we still have to pay for things with money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. Very uh, physician leader driven leads to some really great results. Uh, I think in the environment that we're in today, Eitan, I think a a lot of what's happening has led to really more administrative, executive-level decisions. So I think it's refreshing to hear about your approach and and the fact that your physician-driven organization, for the folks listening, these guys are based out of New York, 
you go across the New York area, allied physicians, you'll find them anywhere. Most likely they're taking care of your kids already. So <laughs> take a look at, at what this awesome group is, is doing. We'll, we'll leave some links. We're also national too. And national. We're, we've got engagements in, and national. We've got engagements oh, wow. in California, yeah. Illinois, upstate New York. We're working one in Texas and one in Ohio and one in Washington state right wow. now. That okay. Hotly. Awesome. That's yeah, outstanding. Absolutely. Thanks for clarifying that. Wow. So there you have it, folks. Uh, definitely check it out. We'll, we'll leave a link to their organization. Fascinating work that's being conducted there. So you guys have obviously figured out a way to, to get outcomes to improve. Give us a time when you had a setback and, and what you learned from that setback to make you better. I'm going to give you one fun example and one serious example. How about that? That's perfect. I think my fun example is I, a couple of years ago, thought it would be a great idea for us to get a standard scrub top or uniform in every office for every person in the office uh-huh. to wear. What I forgot is uh, the lesson I learned very young is you never tell a woman what to wear, first of all, <laughs> and, and second of all, never, never try to pick out clothing for women. Um, I had um, our wonderful office managers very angry at me for trying to pick out some clothing for them. At oh, the boy. end of the day, they were right. The design that we had wasn't fun, and in pediatrics, we need to be fun and, and upbeat. Mm, love it. So. That was the, the one that I totally failed on. I, I really was, went gung-ho into that one and totally, totally messed that one up. <laughs> that I, one, is, I that think, one is the funny one. I think the serious one for me is mm-hmm. one that I, I have more recently talked about is that the things that got me to the position that I'm in now aren't necessarily the ones that are, were going to keep me in the position long term. And as a leader, I didn't know the skills to be a, an effective and efficient leader in the organization. So I really mm-hmm. needed, I failed at, at empathy and I failed at understanding how to lead effectively and efficiently within a large organization. As a younger leader and a, a low, you know, somebody lower down on the totem pole, I can absolutely understand why I need to push through some things. But as the leader of the whole organization, I have to lead through empathy and respect. And, and having a coach and, and understanding how to better be empathetic to the people around me and listen, which was an important skill, is something that I failed on. And, and I was, I'm very proud of the, the work that I've done to be able to do better. That's awesome. Hey, Eitan, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult to realize where those key areas to do better on. Sounds like you, you really quickly identified that, found a way to power up quickly by getting a coach, and, and now you're making some strides there. So kudos to you for being so candid about that. Thank you. Yeah, it's not easy. So I definitely give you a lot of credit there. What would you say the other side of the coin is, what would you say one of the proudest leadership experiences you've had to date? It ranges from my perspective, every day that we move forward is a proud moment. The day that we went live with Adjuvant was very proud for me. It was the culmination of four years of, of hard work to get us to that point. But I think that the key to what we've been able to do is keep on um, moving forward, celebrating the, the little successes and keep on moving forward. And I'm hopeful that I'll have some really proud moments moving forward. That's excellent. And, and congratulations on the, on the launching of Adjuvant. I mean, it's, 
operating separate, but part of Allied Health from what I understand? Yeah, we are uh, a management services organization with uh, a one primary client right now. We're hoping to change that continuum over the course of the year and, and years to come. I'm really excited about our possibilities in the space. We are driving the MSO through analytics and through the analysis of analytics. I am pretty proud of the things that we've been able to accomplish so far, and, and we are uh, positioning ourselves to be a great player in the space uh, for the long term. Well, Aitan, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that you got to know what you're great at, and then you have to reach out for help for the rest. And the work you guys are doing at Adjuvant is focused primarily around the managed services, the operations of the business, right? And, and for folks that are highly focused on just taking care of patients. I mean, it's what a great opportunity to, to partner with somebody that has done it successfully on a national scale and why reinvent the wheel. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I sign you up. <laughs> You're funny. But, you know, I, I think it's brilliant and I definitely wish you guys luck and anybody listening that that is needing help on these services, definitely check them out. Tell us about an exciting project. Obviously, Adjuvant is that exciting project. Maybe something within that that you're working on today. So, you know, I think the, the, one of the things that we've been able to do is look, take a step back and look at pediatrics as a whole and the delivery model within PED. And we've been successful. We've been profitable, but we, need, we could do better. And so we've been planning a launch of a, a de novo brand that will start in New York where we're building sites from the ground up to become cathedrals of pediatric medicine, really focused on the engagement between the physician and the patient, and the child as the patient and the parent as the consumer. Offices that without phones in the front, because you're not calling to make your appointment at the office, you just can make it anywhere. So we're going to have that ability online. We're going to be able to have access to be able to make it at any time. And we're going to gear the callers and the, and the experience towards um, highly technical, highly customer service driven. And uh, we're really excited about our next step as an organization. You know, that's really interesting that you guys have decided to do this. I've had a, a number of, of guests on the podcast talk about how the user interface to healthcare is broken and how we need to improve that. And it sounds like you guys are doing just that. You know, you're re-engineering the, the experience and, and that takes courage and that takes knowledge. And, and so, so have you guys gotten any of these off the, off the ground yet or are you still working on the first one? We're working on the first one. We okay. should be launched at some point this year. Amazing. Well, we'll definitely have to stay in touch. Eitan, I'd love to hear how that rollout goes and, and, and how patients are, are experiencing it yeah. and the consumers as you, as you uh, very, very insightfully distinguished uh, the parents and the children. So we'll definitely have to stay in touch to hear how that goes. I hope it goes well. <laughs> I think it will. So getting close to the end of the interview here, Eitan, this part is a lightning round. So you and I are going to put together a brief syllabus. I'll ask you some questions. You'll give me some quick answers. And at the end of the couple questions that I have for you, you'll recommend a book to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Talk to your patients. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Don't accept that the data that you're getting from the payers is always right. 
Love that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Change too. What is change frequently? <laughs> Love it. And you guys are definitely doing that. What is one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? Analytics and numbers. All of those things matter, folks. In the improvement of outcomes, you got to measure. If you don't measure, you don't change. So uh, these last two are a little more fun. What is your number one health habit? And what is your number one success habit? My number one health habit is I've uh, stopped uh, drinking soda and drinking uh, anything except for water or seltzer. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. And number one success habit? Listening. It's powerful. I've been most successful when I listen to others. Love it. Some great shares there, Eitan. What book would you recommend to the listeners? The Harvard Business Review on Emotional Intelligence. You can pick it up online or at any airport, Hudson News. <laughs> I love reading through it. It's different articles on emotional intelligence. It was very helpful in uh, my growth as a leader. Great recommendation, Eitan. Folks, you can get the entire transcript of our conversation as well as links to Allied Physicians as well as uh, adjuvant.health. Go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Aton Walls, that's E-T-A-N, Walls, W-A-L-L-S, and you'll find a detailed description of our, of our interview today with links and everything you need to follow up on anything that maybe struck a chord with you today. Aton, uh, this has been fun. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you if they want to continue the conversation. You know, I wanted to thank you for uh, welcoming me in today and, and uh, allowing me to talk a little bit. Adjuvant.health and Allied Physicians Group are really focused on changing the continuum of pediatrics locally, regionally, and nationally. We're at the beginning of it with Adjuvant. We've been doing this for 13 years with Allied, and we can help anyone who wants or needs our help within uh, the peat space. The peat space is our lane. And if uh, you're outside of that lane, we can help you find the right people to assist your needs. If you want to reach out to me directly, my email address is ewalls, E-W-A-L-L-S, at adjuvant.health, A-D-J-U-V-A-N-T dot H-E-A-L-T-H. And I really thank Outcomes Rocket for uh, bringing me on today. Hey, Aton, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you sharing your, your ins and outs and definitely looking forward to staying in touch. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.